Thank you for joining us today as we walk shoulder to shoulder, growing in love of the Lord and each other. I'm Pam Marvin. And I'm Megan Silas. And we are so happy that you're here uh, to join us again for the podcast. We are excited because we just realized uh, before we started recording that this is our 50th episode. Woo-hoo. So that's a, I think that's a great milestone. Yes, and it, it seems to have gone by so quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's always such a blessing to get in the studio with you, Pam, and to just chat it up. It I is. Mean, yeah. It's I mean, I don't know if, uh, if it comes across, but like we really don't talk about the topic before we get together. And honestly, um, other than, you know, just kind of praying a bit, I don't tend to do like a whole bunch of research and everything. I just really kind of want to stay docile to the Holy Spirit exactly. and just let it flow, whatever comes. And, you know, I think that um, at least I've felt the grace of his presence. I hope uh, y'all out there listening uh, feel it as well. Exactly. I, I echo that too, Megan, because um, the Lord put in my heart how beautiful our conversations were when you were living here. And basically, we just asked for God's grace to be on our conversations and they will bless others because we go through this w- with prayer and that we let him lead us, uh, the Holy Spirit, to really dictate how not only the topic, but how the actual conversation goes. And right. um, we just want to share that because it is Megan and I sharing the love of the Lord and each other. Absolutely. And I think, you know, sometimes when we get together with friends or family members and it's so easy to fall into conversations that are maybe a bit more on the superficial side or just kind of talking about what's going on in the world and things. And and we don't sometimes really just dive into the things of the Lord, but we're really missing out when we don't do that, because, you know, especially if you're with a person who shares that love they're so rich. They're so fulfilling. You, you, it's really like drinking from a well of refreshment. You exactly. know, you know, I think of Jesus, uh, you know, talking to the Samaritan woman at the well mm-hmm. and, and him, her saying, you know, him asking her for, you know, water. And he's like, she's like, well, you know, who am I to give you water? You know, you're a Jew. And, you know, and he's talking about, you know, the water that he has, well, you'll never thirst, you know? And I really think, the conversations that are an invitation to the Holy Spirit to come into the conversation are really, you know, the Lord's way of giving us refreshment in a world where there's so much uh, that makes us feel parched in spirit, you know? Um, So I I hope that in listening to these conversations and really hearing Pam and I say, we are so blessed to sit and have these conversations, you know, and the joy that comes from having them will encourage y'all to go out and, and just start them, have these conversations, you know, among your family and friends. And, you know, maybe somebody at first would be like, oh, are we really going to talk religion? And you're like, you can even just say, no, we're not going to talk religion. We're going to talk love for God. You know, exactly. if, you, if, if that word religion, like we get you put somebody up, you know, kind of like tense or whatever. No, let's just talk about loving Lord and loving each other and see what happens. Yeah, know? I like to add to that. Uh, I remember being several years ago convicted that when someone left me, if they were didn't know me very well and we had a conversation, would they leave me knowing my love of God and the, the love of the Lord? And I was very convicted to never hold back mm-hmm. uh, because I feel like my joy all comes from the Lord, absolutely, and want that to, to, to carry over in conversations. And again, right. 
feeling honored to be able to just have those conversations. Let's, we hope the essence of this is a mini retreat for you um, that just charges you up to go out and have friends like this. Right. As absolutely. He's blessed Megan and I. So thanks so, be to God. I just quote St. Paul, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. rejoice. Amen. So today we are uh, blessed to be um, talking about uh, our continuing series on the Beatitudes and about how we can live out our, the Beatitudes in our relationships. And we're on the third one this time. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Mm. So, uh, you know, I think um, this one, really, you do tend to think of Jesus, right? Right up front, because, you know, when he's, I am meek and humble of heart. You know, that idea of Christ and his meekness is such a compelling image of our Lord. But I do think that there is, you know, some confusion. Of, oh, what does it mean to absolutely. be meek? Mm-hmm. What is that? So maybe we'll start unpacking that a little bit before Perfect. we worry about what inheriting the earth means. Right. No, meekness, again, I think is terribly misunderstood in our in our culture. I mean, when you say meek, I think of um, shy, um, not not very putting forth, you know, they, they would hold back. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that as meek is what comes to mind for most people, but indeed that's really not the case. Right. I think that it does often uh, in the more of our current culture, you know, someone says, Oh, that, they're a really meek person. It, it means that they're not powerful to them. Mm-hmm. You know, that they see them as being somebody that could be walked all over. Exactly. And, I will just claim that right now we are not called in Christ to be doormats. That is not what meekness is. In fact, meekness comes from a place of power, not of weakness. The Lord Jesus was the most powerful man who walked the earth and of course is also divine. It doesn't get more powerful than that. So meekness is not a lack of power. It's an understanding of the proper use of it. Mm. Understanding of the proper use of your power. So this is like really a cousin to humility. Oh, absolutely. And knowing oneself for Mm -hmm. sure and knowing one's strength. And that comes together, right? He said, I am meek and humble of heart. Mm. Those two things do come together. That's right. That idea of the knowing the truth of yourself knowing your capabilities, but also knowing that other people have other, have gifts. Other people have different perspectives than you have and having respect for that reality. Because, you know, if, if you try to think about the opposite of meekness, what would you say the opposite of meekness is, Pam? Oh my goodness. Opposite of meekness would probably be arrogant. You Mm -hmm. know, that's what comes to mind. Kind of bombastic. Right. I would say kind of like an unholy assertiveness, Mm. one that says, I'm right. I know I'm right. And you just need to listen to what I have to say. And I'm going to assert my understanding of my own rightness uh, (laughs) in in whatever way. Do you know anybody like that? I don't know. Maybe we know some people like that. Uh, Just to guess. I'm sure sure all of you have, you know, run into those folks. And I think honestly, the, you know, social media kind of brings that out in people a lot in a really ugly way a lot of times where there's just like the shouting matches. I mean, for even just the news, how much meekness do you see in, you know, political panel discussions Mm. these days where somebody will just 
say, um, you know, oh, wow, I really respect your point of view there. I didn't really see it that way. You know, thank you for sharing that. Um, I, I really learned from what right. you had to say. And now, you know, now that I've listened, you know, these are the thoughts that coming to me. That would be a meek way of entering into okay, a conversation okay. instead of you're totally wrong. What are you thinking? Like you're an idiot. Like this oh is my. to the point where we mm -hmm. watch these things and nobody's even talking because nobody's willing to concede anything. They're not even willing to listen because they're so convinced of their own rightness. Right. You know? you know, as you're speaking, I have a very perfect example. This is of this exactly meekness in the right context. And this is a story about my sister-in-law who I love dearly. She works with a bunch of college students. And let's just say that uh, one is conservative and one is liberal as far as you know politics yeah, and right. such go. But they had a beautiful encounter because the one student was being very um, angry. Mm -hmm. And my sister-in-law counsels her to say, you know, if you're not angry, you get your point across better. She says, I don't necessarily agree with your points, but I believe in your right to speak those. And I want to, to help you get your point across. And one of the ways you do that is with just talking and speaking why you believe the way you do without the anger. Right. And she said, Wow, and you don't, and you're supporting me even though you don't ag agree or believe what I believe. And she says, yes, because I think we all have that right to speak our mind accordingly, but I want you to do it in such a way that you're heard better. Absolutely. And you know, that is meekness. For sure. And it's interesting because, you know, the, the sort of physician side of me is, is kind of getting um, a little tweak there because in your, there, there's two main nervous system functions, what's called the parasympathetic nervous system and the um, sympathetic nervous system. Okay. And so parasympathetic, the terms that we always used for the, for the activation of that side of your nervous system is rest and digest. So that's kind of like when you're more at a place of peacefulness and you're kind of just chilling, but the sympathetic nervous system is the terms that we use to describe those, the activation of that is the response to that is fight or flight. Mm -hmm. And so I really think what happens in, in, a, in our, even our physical bodies, in addition to our psychology, when somebody's angry, when somebody's aggressive, it activates our sympathetic nervous system. And we have a choice about how we're going to respond. Exactly. We're either going to fight or we're going to flight. So what's going to happen in that circumstance is when that person's activated by your aggressiveness, you're going to either you're going to turn off what they're saying and you're just going to go into attack mode and, and fight for your point. Or you're going to shut down and you're going to, you know, going right. to remove yourself either, you know, emotionally or even maybe physically from the situation because you've got this you know, rising of kind of the level of emotional energy and yes. you've got to decide, how am I going to respond? Am I going to fight or flight? Mm -hmm. And so meekness, what meekness does is it doesn't enter into that, that sympathetic nervous system that says fight or flight. 
And it allows this person to stay in a place where they can rest right, and like, digest. So, you know, we yeah, know we're talking about digesting from the physical for food. But when we're talking about ideas and concepts and, and I, things, we need to digest those things. We need to understand them. Then we need to think about them. And so if we're in okay. this place where we can keep someone in a space of rest and digest, exactly. there's going to be so much more effectiveness in the communication Okay, so I have a really great analogy of how I personally have worked through this. It wasn't much later in my life. I'm a person that is really prone to no confrontation. Mm -hmm. So the fight or flight stuff, I was just like, ooh, I'd just be a little wallflower and And try to avoid it altogether. But I listened to a podcast, and I'm really highly recommending good podcasts such as these, so share it (laughs) if you like. (laughs) Uh, But what I I heard from a psychologist is when this happens, so this this is just one of those tips or keys that that we can use to, to shift from the fight or flight to the rest and digest. And that is when all that aggressive energy starts laying down on you to stop, wait, okay, have a, a little fly that goes up and says, this is just a physical response that I'm having to this person's aggression and I don't need to respond to it. Mm-hmm. I need to respond to it in, in the way that our Christian faith would, would allow us to, which would be process it, acknowledge them, and go into the meekness that you're talking about, which is a place of rest. So acknowledge that you're having this physical reaction to the assertive aggressiveness and realize that you don't need to respond with a fight or flight, but instead with the rest. Right. And understanding that to be meek in this way of not becoming aggressive, not becoming overly assertive, you're actually going to be more effective in accomplishing what you're hoping to accomplish, which is to share your thoughts or your heart, you know, and this is what it comes down to in so many levels of relationship, right? If you're with, you know, somebody where you're in a close, intimate relationship, you want your conversations to be something that draw you closer together, that help you come to know and understand each other better. And that's not going to happen if you're being triggered in these like, you know, ways of the fight or flight. So the meekness isn't something that is actually a weakness and a lack of effectiveness. It's actually a more effective way of accomplishing what the deep desire of your heart is, which is communication and intimacy and unity and unity. Exactly. So, so, but so many people think if I'm not like being aggressive or really overtly proactive, that I'm not being effective when the absolute opposite is often true in relationship, that when you can dial it down, truly listen, and then communicate in a way Mm. which can allow the other person to truly listen, you are accomplishing more deeply, more fully, more effectively what you really want. And so it's a powerful means of engaging in relationship building. Yes. Right. And I would also call that an, an act of love. When you listen to someone um, and they are having that kind of assertive aggressiveness and you listen intently and sympathetically in a way too to their need and understand where they're coming from, even if you may or not agree with them. And just to make sure that that person feels very heard and mm-hmm. known right. is, is it just to me another way of being Christian. Absolutely. And and also, I think if we 
have a proper perspective of how merciful the Lord has been with us when we've had ways of thinking that we're wrongheaded and when we have fallen short of being who we're called to be and God's, you know, infinite mercy, like when you really, really understand that, then you're in a place where you can be more fully capable of extending that to other people. So I would say for, say somebody may be struggling to be meek, like they, they just find that they're in circumstances and they just get all riled up and then just, you know, maybe they want to be this for another person, but they just can't seem to keep it together, you know, and they feel out of control. I would encourage any listener who may be experiencing that struggle, really step it back and focus on your relationship with God. Come to understand who God has been to you his patience with you, his meekness towards you. The fact that, you know, you what, you know what, you deserve the fireball from, from heaven for, for the way we live. And that's so sinful. And so often, you know, falls short of the glory of God. That's what we deserve. And God doesn't do it. Mm. He's meek towards us. And if we really truly understand that level of how much God Almighty, who has every right to be completely frustrated and just want to slap us upside the head, that he doesn't do that, then maybe we can say, perhaps I should extend that a little to my brother and sister. Right, which I see the, the, the thought pattern here where you're going from you know, like this human reaction to more of um, the, the reaction that God is calling us to in our Christianity. And that's part of our growth, which then transitions to part of our, our show about inheriting the earth. Right. So, right. So as we transition um, to a more peaceful, loving, meek heart, we inherit the earth. But can you, what does that mean right. exactly to inherit the earth? Well, before we go to that, I just wanted to give one verse of scripture mm. because I think it really does speak to this. Um, it's from, uh, oh gosh, is it first or second Timothy? You know what? I don't remember. So look it up. It's one of the letters of St. Timothy to, to Timothy. And it says that God, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of self control. And the reason I think that's so relevant is meekness is self-control, right? Yes. It really is in the end self-control. And so if one is struggling to live with self-control, then you have to go back to the beginning of the verse. For God has not given us a spirit of fear. So often when we are unable to act in meekness, it's because we're afraid of something. And then you need to get to the why. Okay, why am, what am I afraid of here? Often it's, I'm afraid that I don't have human respect. I'm afraid that, you know, if a person doesn't agree with me, that they're, then they're going to leave me. So there might be some abandonment kind of thing. There, you know, might be sort of this sense of if you don't have, you know, your own sense of your own dignity and you're placing it so much in the opinion of others, you feel like you constantly have to convince others of your own opinion because, you know, otherwise you're not going to feel like you have value as a person. Like there's so much that can be involved, but usually you fear something and then you feel like you need to fight to protect yourself. 
And so I just encourage people who may be struggling in this area to do that sort of examination with the Lord, maybe with a spiritual director, to try to understand in these moments where, you know, you're failing to be meek and humble of heart, what is it that is causing that lack of self-control? Because God calls us to self-control. What a great way to explain it. Yeah, that's really great. I've never thought of it that way as meekness is a form of self-control, but that is so true. You know, it's, it's the ability to be able to kind of rein things in and speak a truth that is uh, like from a Christian or I want to say like an elevated, assented kind mm-hmm. of like from the God's point of view. Right. Beautiful. So, yes. So moving on to the inheriting the earth part for the last few minutes. Um you know, it reminds me of something I said in one of the previous uh, podcasts that, you know, so often when we think of inheriting the earth, we think of material things. But the reality is, is the most valuable thing on earth is a human soul. That's so true. Right. And so if you'll inherit the earth, well, in behaving in ways that are meek and humble in your relationships, you're going to inherit souls, souls to love you, soul help to win souls for the Lord. It is such a powerful means of evangelization to be able to, you know, love in self-control and with the idea of the good of the other mm. as the primary motivator. Yeah. I really love that the word inheritance. Think of it that way. We will inherit the earth. So when we think of inheritance, usually it is in in a material way, but I like to think that the inheritance that we leave our children, virtue, um, our Catholic faith, etc., like that. So it is a type of inheritance that we pass on as we are sons and daughters of our Lord. Right. And we're, you know, as Christians, we have a job to do. Christ has given us that job of, you know, going out, spreading the gospel to the whole world, winning souls for him. And we are going to be laboring in this work of, of participating with his plan for salvation for the world until he comes to renew the face of the earth, right? And so when he comes back and he makes all things new, and then he says, okay, you know, we've got that parable of the talents. I gave you this. Show me the increase. Mm. You know? What do you have to show? And he's not going to care that you made tons of money or that you like, you know, were able to build this, that or the other or, you know, have a ton of cars and houses and went all kinds of trips. The currency of salvation is souls. Absolutely. Mm. And we can only win souls for the Lord when we can come to a place of being respectable in our way of sharing the gospel, which means to share it with compassion, respect for the dignity of the other with true agape love. Yes. And you know, when God wants to bless his people, the best way or the most prominent way I've seen throughout the Bible is he says, I will make your in your descendants as numerous as the stars. Absolutely. Right? See yeah. how that plays in right. as well. This is another component of when God really wants to bless us, he blesses us with descendants. 
Yeah. And, and I think, you know, when he says, uh, you know, to whom much is when more much has been given, more will be given. And for, you know, those who have nothing will have even less. You know, that's one of those ones where sometimes he says it the opposite. And but then one time he says it like those who have will be given more and those who have not will be given even less. And I think that meekness fits into this. Those who have lived in a way of abundant meekness will be given so much more, be a hundredfold, will yield its increase, right? Whereas if those who were not able to live in it, who were, you know, lived in a, a poverty of meekness, well, even what they have will be taken away. So let us live in a way that uh, it will yield its increase. Let's practice meekness today, self-control, yeah. love one another, with a peaceful heart. Like, I think that just as, um, that anger or, you know, that loud and proud kind of thing can be countered with that loving, peaceful heart can be just as contagious. Yeah. And I really feel that, you know, in this day and age, meekness truly does stand out. It is a sign of contradiction to an age that says, just yell and shout and try get your way at all costs. And when we stand out as other, as and we and we can even in a way then become a mirror to the culture that says, look at what you're doing. We can we we're either gonna do one of two things. We're gonna drive people crazy and they're gonna hate us for it. Or we're going to say, wow, that's something different. I wonder what that is all about. And if you get even one soul that says, I wonder what that's all about. It's worth 50 that revile and hate you for it. Amen. So true. Leave the 99. Exactly. All right. I think we'll finish on that then. It's awesome. Good to be with you. It's been a blessing, and we hope that you will continue on this journey through the Beatitudes as uh, we move on to the next episode. And uh, do you want to give away which the next Beatitude is or force people to go to the Bible and look it up themselves if they don't already know it? No, no, go ahead and tease it. All right. Well, we will be hungering and thirsting in the next episode uh, regarding the podcast. So thank you for joining us for this episode, our 50th episode of Shoulder to Shoulder. And we hope that you will come and join us again next time as we journey together in love towards the Lord. So until next time, God bless. God bless.